This is the Conspiracy Collective, and tonight we bring to you another cryptid tale. So sit back and enjoy our story time. Chupacabra. 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 Like I could make a whole song to that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of low folklore about this one. About tonight. What are you so tonight about? we're going to talk about the chupacabra. Ooh. This one's so, near to my heart. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, because I'm Mexican. <laughs> That's the only reason. Okay. So you have to. So then, this you have to believe in this. Then. Well, you're threatened with a chupacabra if you don't go to bed on time. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. You don't eat all your food. You're going to get thrown out to the chupacabra in the barn. Oh, well okay. then. <laughs> Anything that would displace me from the bar, I'm gonna go with it's real. Deal. Okay. So let's see. I have that the very first sighting wasn't until 1970, and the first reports were in Puerto Rico. So basically, we're looking at a blood-sucking creature. Um, it's sort of like animal mutilation, right? And yeah, it's a ghost sucker. Um, it would attack livestock. Mm-hmm. Um, and its physical descriptions are it's the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching back from the base of its neck all the way to its tail. Um, and sharp teeth, of course, because how else is it going right. to eat through livestock? and suck its blood. So I'm assuming like vampire teeth then, no? Yeah, like good, you know, good canine. Gonna get in there and get in past the neck meat. Okay. Suck the blood out. Um, so growing up, what did you hear about the chupacabra? It was always just a, you know, wives tale. Oh, <laughs> you know, beware of the chupacabra. It really... It really didn't take off, like you said, until the 90s, I believe. So, you not much so much in the childhood, but there was always something. So, you okay. always attributed to, like, this type of thing. But it sort of picked up a lot. And I believe there were some videos that were put on at one point in time. Right. I guess, okay, so after the first reported incidences in Puerto Rico um, of animal mutilation and animal deaths, it started getting reported around different countries like um, the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Peru, Brazil, and eventually the United States and Mexico. Um, But in 2018, it looks like it moved over into India, and a lot of domestic animals and poultry were suspiciously killed in the same sort of ways that was happening in the countries that I had mentioned before. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they had actually seen it with their own eyes, and... Um, 
there were a lot of, I guess, scientists and forensic experts that thought maybe it was some sort of street dog that was responsible for these um, domestic animal killings. But um, they can't for sure conclusively say that that's what happened. Now, a lot of people speculate that it could be some sort of animal that is suffering from mange Mm -hmm. due to the fact that there is an incident by a woman who claims to have come in contact with one but she passed out because it smelled so bad Um, sort of like rotting flesh and sulfur um, things like that so I know that if an animal is suffering really bad with mange it does start to smell right so there's that talk about sarcoptic mange mange inducing mites Mm -hmm. Um, so it would definitely cause a beat up looking animal hairless um, and just not very healthy a gaunt type look would definitely show the skeleton and you would get that ribbed effect however I think that it is interesting though that the specific animals that were killed had two whole two bite marks in their neck and it was um they're like two little holes and they do resemble canine teeth so yes it could be an animal that has mange however the fact that it has all of these animals that have been killed have the same sort of matching um wounds that drew the blood out so that is something that would give you pause like well, why do these things have canine bite marks why is it look like something's sucking on it right definitely cause for fear well and i mean okay so say it's a hair like they're saying okay it could be a hairless dog right these there's some mexican hairless dogs that people are also speculating that this is what it could be Um, if you're dealing with a rabid dog that's I don't know looking to attack you or it's gonna you know bite you and then eat you it's not gonna be that um, it's not gonna be that clean it's not gonna be that that sort of you know perfect attack it's gonna be sort of rabid it's gonna be all over the place like it's gonna be gnawing at you and Yes. There's going to be tissue damage. There's going to be... Right. Um, there's going to be meat, you know, torn up. Definitely. Right. It's not as... Now, well, you'll find, like, okay, we're talking animals that suck on blood. I mean, they're typically very small animals. And when we're talking bats, we're talking leeches. These types but do of they take... They, do they drain the entire victim of their blood like a chupacabra? No. 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 But then, could an animal that just fed on blood grow to be as big as a chupacabra? Could it be as big as a dog? Right. Now... Would it be... What about the size? I mean, some some people are saying it, the size varies, but I mean, a lot of stuff that I'm seeing is, like, coyote size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that... Than the average dog. Simply... Yeah, it's way too big to be something that's sucking on blood. I think. Okay. 
yeah, I mean, it would be a leech, a bat, you know, something small like that. But I mean, would it get enough nutrient to actually be a bloodsucker? There's lot. You're right. There would be damage. Yeah. If chewing on it. Right. But a, a dog wouldn't just go bite and then walk away. He's going to get e- some food. Exactly. So in looking um, at different types of chupacabras, there's um, a Ukrainian chupacabra. There's um, the mocha vampire. Um, mocha? I know. And then there's, uh, let's see, even as far as like uh, Asia and Africa and Australia, there's sightings of what they're calling it a goat sucker. So I think that even with a different name, it's still the same. It's a strange, hairless creature that's seen in Europe, Asia, Africa, and Australia. It's interesting. think of um, oddly enough back to the show we just did earlier and one of the things that they talked about were these aliens whatever um, were aggressive towards animals like dogs dogs would disappear Um, I mean it's interesting is that a thing you know are there UFO settings around these areas um, you have the whole theory behind uh, animal mutilation, mutilations and blood getting drawn out, laser incisions, but then these don't really fall under that category because the descriptions are different. You know, so well, that's funny it, because aren't, isn't there a lot of, um, not to get off topic, but isn't there a lot of um, accounts of cattle mutilation where their blood is completely drained and you have circles and you have different um, that's where like all those accounts of like UFOs taking animals or draining their blood or whatever because as far as mocha vampire is concerned um, in Puerto Rico in 1975 um, they found cows, geese, goats, they were all found dead in a small town with puncture wounds, and all of their blood had been drained, but um, they were also sort of looking at it like it was some sort of surgical mutilation, so when they say, when I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, okay, surgical mutilation, like, are we going back to UFO stuff? Well, cattle mutilations are huge. They're all across the world. Um, you have entire herds of livestock that'll get wiped out. Mm-hmm. Like 20, 30 cows, and it's just persistent and happens constantly. Um, some of the accounts are like these things are, the cows are lifted up, they're sliced, diced, drained, dropped back on the ground, and nobody knows what happened, how it occurred. It happens in a moment. It's fast. Um, 
back to Skinwalker Ranch, there's a lot of evidence that they've dug up there that's coming out. Um, it's happened all across the U.S. Um, there's even accounts that it, it's, it follows the 37th parallel, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really fat. Just getting into cattle mutilations, you can go really, really deep. Um, UFO people, like really into the UFO science, will go like, oh, well, we have uh, deals with uh, aliens and blah 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 blah, and they can go and pull up our our goats and do what they want with them. And then you have this complete other side of the shift where they're saying that's the government going out and doing experiments with their equipment and doing the stuff and on cattle. Huge on cattle. It's huge. Why wouldn't the government Even, raise their own cattle for that? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> like why yeah, would they have their cattle? Like a, you know, government cattle farm ranch. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, there's also a theory that, since we're talking about that, that abductions, alien abductions, are done by the government, essentially. That these abductions occur because our government is going out and using our equipment testing and having this whole um, facade of an alien abduction to right mess with people. Right. So, who knows? Off topic, but we'll discuss it later. But I mean, it is, it does tie into the cheap problem, <laughs> strangely. It kind of does. I mean, it, it just, you know, you start to ask questions like, okay, well, what you're having these types of incidences tied to graves, aliens, and then so is this just happening somewhere else and reporting it differently or what? Oh, no. Well, in um, 2014, the Ukrainian chupacabra was filmed. Um, there was a man that his name was Ivan and he believed he killed and captured a chupacabra um, with a pitchfork after finding it in his barn and the creature apparently had jumped over a six foot high wall and he eventually um, killed it and he has some video footage of it but um, it's interesting. There's a lot of, I think of any of these uh, stories that we're going to be covering as far as uh, creatures that roam the United States. Um, this one has the most video and photographic evidence of what people say is a, uh, is a chupacabra. Right. Not that it necessarily is, but they think it is, or they're just trying to pull a fast one. However, it there is a lot of pictures, there's a lot of video, there's a lot of footage of this particular animal. That's true. However, there's little to no DNA evidence. Right. <clears throat> so what they've been coming up with has been random stuff from dogs to right. raccoons. Exactly. And- so, I mean, I'm looking at this one from the Ukraine, and you should look it up if uh, our viewers get the chance. Uh, it looks like a diseased dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Um, you know, so. Well, I there's think... a dash cam from a sheriff who was on patrol in 2008, and he hit one, and he described it as a hairless creature with a large snout and about the size of a coyote. And um, he thought it was going to be a coyote when he got out to look at it. 
However, it had shorter front legs. Um, his back legs were longer and it had an extremely large snout. And, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to debunk a live cam from a deputy's dash cam. Well, I mean, he, he caught something. He saw something. Um, was it a legit chupacabra? Right. I don't know. Exactly, because what are they? Was it a goofy-looking dog? I don't know. Um, you would think if it was some sort of paranormal animal, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't be chilling on the side of the road. You know, it would be a little more harder to find, but we don't know. Right. It's, it's interesting, for sure. Now, okay, so in 2007, what do you think about this? In 2007, um, there was a doctor that he has a specimen, and it was in front of her ranch, and it was hit by a passing car. She took some DNA from it, and it was ruled out as any type of domestic or other breed of dog, like a hairless Mexican dog. She ruled that out. Um she also said that it had uh, blue eyes, which I guess most canines have brown eyes. Um, and it had gray elephant-like texture as far as the height was concerned. So this was in Texas? Mm-hmm. You see, well, I mean, I wonder about DNA is how accurate was it was it you know was it tainted was it well contaminated he looked at okay so the dna was looked at um by some forensic veterinarians at uc davis by both of us and um those results came back that it was of the maternal side as a coyote and the paternal side of a mexican wolf see that's fascinating right there. Mm-hmm. Having a wolf and a coyote mate. Right. Who knows what the offspring would well, look that's like. that's the thing. I mean, who knows what's mating? Right? I mean, we don't know. So it could be a vast amount of different things that are procreating out there that we have no idea. You just can't identify everything because there's so many. Yeah. There could be a fox, a coyote, a dog, right. any one of these things. Interspecies, um mating who knows what's going on and then throw on the mange on top of that you could have a really weird animal well and i don't think that it's unheard of or it would be out of the realm of norm to think that you couldn't have some sort of animal that has um really defined and long canines no I just don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility that that could not happen at all. actually no not at all i think that's it would be um, completely expected, in my opinion. Right. Foxes have really long canines, so if a fox made it with a dog, you know, they kept the the, the fox teeth. You would get that. You would get that uh, that look. Those really long canines, top and bottom. Right. Well, okay. So take, for instance, like this guy. So you got this guy in 2010, and he's in Kentucky because everything bizarre happens in Kentucky, apparently. Uh, Seems like it. (laughs) And he killed what he knew. He knows that this is a chupacabra. So he takes it to the vet, and the vet's like, okay, 
this looks like a raccoon or a possum that's pretty big. I mean, it's, you know, it's bigger because its tail is really long like a possum. I'm looking at the picture of it. Um, but the vet determined that it was suffering from a severe case of mange. However, the farmer was like, nope, this is a chupacabra. It's not a raccoon and it's not a possum. It's a chupacabra. So when you have when you have people that are so so bound and determined to categorize something that they believe is say the chupacabra versus what you know your veterinarian is telling you, you still aren't going to hear it because you are so set on that's what it is that then that gets out he tells someone and they tell someone else I mean that's kind of how this, this these things grow I really feel like you hit on uh, a big thing where you can't convince people otherwise mm-hmm. even if you show them facts and evidence and, and science they believe what they believe they saw what they saw right. and you're not going to change their mind right. you know um, and their understanding of a situation could be colored by any number of things, their upbringing, uh, situational surroundings, any number of things, folklore, and that's just what they're going to gravitate to and you can't change your mind on what it is. I agree. I think that, I think there's a lot of things going on with this case. I don't think it's just one dimensional. I don't think it's either, you know, it's either a Jersey devil or it's not. I think this is a, right. you know, it's like it could be a plethora of different animals that are getting lumped into one category, one category of a chupacabra. Yeah, I, I would say it's a lot of interspecies uh, mating, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And for it to be so far spread throughout the world, right? Like mm-hmm. these things happen in place. There that we are not able to it's not that we're not able to um, understand it's just we just don't see it all the time because it's not there's not there's not a bunch of them no I mean you have a a certain set of circumstances that develop this type of animal and you know the the healthy ones you don't worry about the ones that are all weird and you're freaking out and you're calling them the local paper right I don't think that like I again in this case I also haven't heard of it attacking um, any humans either no no I I don't think it's I think this is a lot like the Jersey Devil you have folklore Mm -hmm. people believe what they believe Um, they find a weird animal and they say it's a cubicle and they run with it well and I think there's a lot of um like when we were talking um, yesterday about Hellier and now everyone has um, phones and video, I think people are able to video a lot, you know, like with their um, outdoor cameras and things like that. They are catching things on those, but I think at first glance, um, it might look like something that they want to believe is say the chupacabra but if you really took a step back and looked at it clearer you would see that it's not what your mind has been telling you what it was to begin with I I also 
I also sort of think, and I wonder sometimes though, if some of these um, mutilations with, um, you know, like sheep and big farms that they're claiming chupacabras came in and did this, it could be some sort of ritualistic killings. Like you just don't know what's going on there. Could be. something weird happens your your immediate need the human need is to assign blame to something and it's easier to assign blame to something that you can't explain mm-hmm. because that's just how we work so rather than sit there and try and figure it out legitimately you just assign blame to some weird beast that came through because you thought you saw something and it's a fanciful story and also gets you your 15 minutes. Well, but I mean, also, doesn't it sort of give you a little bit of peace of mind? Right? Because if you're oh, like, yeah. oh, I found, okay, I know what it was. I can deal with it. But if it goes on unexplained in your mind, it's just going to drive you nuts. And it's going to instill fear. Not that people aren't fearful of, you know, the chupacabra coming and, you know, preying on your animals, but... At least there's an explanation for it. Well, I mean, as a human race, we need anxiety to function. If we don't have it, we, we don't know what to do with ourselves. So I think if you have something motivating you, it just gives you something to you know, wake up for. Right. But yeah, it, it, it does. The average person, it, it would console them. The other however many percent, they need that anxiety and stress. Right. next thing I think that we're going to talk about is going to be about um, a Wendigo. Um, We'll talk about what the lore is of that, but what is, just real quick, briefly, what is the creatures that were attacking the people at Skinwalker Ranch? Skinwalkers, right? What's the other name for them? Okay, well... Just briefly, um, what's the other... What's the name for them? So, it's okay. The Skinwalker Ranch. Um, it's believed that there was a curse put on that land by the Navajo Indians. By some Indians, mm-hmm. and that it the Navajo culture, and that they cursed um, a Skinwalker to walk that land. So a Skinwalker would be it. It, it changes form. Uh, wolves. Um, and it, and human and the wolf, but that's what they're attributing it to. Um, many people have talked about um, a Bigfoot type sightings, Skinwalker sightings. The, well, there's the a lot of sightings. different there's a lot of different creatures going on in that area, right? Oh, it's huge! Yeah, it's huge. There's a lot going on. Um, Not just one thing, but specific anywhere. to that ranch. Yes specific to that ranch, you will find virtually every anomaly that you experience across the world on that ranch. So, cryptoids, 
Um, because, okay, let me just ask you this real quick. A skinwalker versus a Wendigo. What's the difference? Well, that's a good question because I haven't researched Wendigos much. All right, so but let's take I a imagine look. it would be along the same lines. Right, because in my mind, I now, okay, so you have a skinwalker which has witch ties. Um, I think. Well, right? The walker is going to be, the skinwalker is going to be tied to Native American culture. Right, but it, isn't it supposed to be a witch that turns into a skinwalker? I believe I've heard something like that, yeah. Um, I think a wendigo kind of harkens back to a... Um, it's more cannibalistic, right? Like, So I believe that a wendigo is an evil spirit or a cannibal monster that will eat you <laughs> basically well, we'll well, get- i was gonna say it kind of goes back to uh like a vampire type yeah. ride. you know um the navajo culture for skinwalkers is yes a harmful witch um that has the ability to turn in and disguise themselves as an animal so basically- more, right like if you that's what they would tell their kids if you don't um come in by a certain time the witch is going to get you and you're going to turn into she'll turn into a, a skinwalker if yes. you're not back. But also the the Wendigo comes from Native American culture also. Right. So trying to figure out what these would be along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So that would they would be similar. Um, but yeah, this, this story for this one. Um, one becomes a Wendigo as a punishment for dishonorable or taboo activity. So okay. you, you become this thing to uh, bring dishonor to your family or whatever or to your okay. life. But the skinwalker can return back to her in her original form, no? Yeah. So you. So I think a Wendigo is, uh, they're both curses for the most part, somehow, um, depending on how it occurs. But you could curse someone to become a skinwalker, or you could curse yourself into becoming a Wendigo. Okay. But, but yeah. It's, it's crazy stuff but the weird thing about the skinwalker and the ranch is that they're seeing this stuff they're recording this stuff and it, it's a whole thing that's coming out right now it's pretty okay so Okay, so looking at the difference, they're saying that a skinwalker uh, is a medicine man or woman, so a witch that has turned to the dark side. Um, And because it's turned to the dark side, it will, its whole entire goal is to corrupt and to kill. Um, And it typically will wear coyote skins um 
and they mimic the voices which we've heard on a couple of different um, documentaries that it can mimic the sound of someone's voice that you know to lure you out into wherever they are. Now, a Wendigo is supposedly a little bit worse than a skinwalker because it once was human. And um, it consumed, like cannibalism, another person and it turns them into some sort of monster. And uh, so they're saying like, sort of like a moose that's standing on two legs and it's got razor sharp teeth and claws and it's um, very emaciated. So it's super, super skinny. Um, And that's, I guess, the classic look of what a Wendigo is, but it never stops being hungry because it's got a craving for flesh because it ate another human and it's destined to um, wander through the woods until it finds you, the unsuspecting human, to eat. I'll tell you what though, when we get into, like we're talking about the Jersey Devil, we're talking about um, the Chupacabra, you know, they're all fanciful type deals. But once you delve into the Native American side of mm-hmm. things and their skinwalkers and their windigos, it takes on a whole different vibe. It is creepy because for hundreds and hundreds of years, these people who are in tune with nature have been experiencing these things along with a whole host of other things like the star people. Well, and they're talking about and the skinwalkers. Their whole purpose is to steal your soul to keep them immortal. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about the Skinwalker Ranch and how there is a malevolent presence on that Well, and that definitely ties into dark magic and dark energy, so... Yeah. I mean, if it was cursed and this thing walks that land and it wants to harm you, then that would definitely explain the bad vibe. And a lot of Native Americans around that area have experienced it also. Right, so that versus... um, a human that ate another human that's destined to walk the land constantly hungry because it did something so horrible that they're yeah it's just like it's eternal mm-hmm. punishment for something as if and that plays into a lot of other stories throughout our history okay. you know purgatory right the christian catholic religions but there's a lot of those stories that are around and get a way to keep you on the up right I think okay oh and aren't um (laughs) totally off topic um aren't skin walkers shapeshifters as well okay so they can transform into different animals whatever Mm -hmm. that's a theory I've never seen it I don't know if I want to see it but yeah get off that I'm good. Yeah, 
that. That would be fascinating to see. All right. Because you're watching, you just watched a um, a documentary on Skinwalker Ranch again, right? There was something that you were telling me about that you watched. Was not on Prime? Yeah, the uh, History Channel has been oh, okay. putting out about a bunch of shows. And they just released uh, the Skinwalker Ranch story, The Secret of the Skinwalker. Um, they're telling the story how the history of the ranch, uh, who owned it, how it changed hands, um, how the government put billions of dollars into it to investigate it under um, the big old aerospace had a contract for it, I think the Nades contract mm-hmm. and then he sold it to a, a real estate developer in Utah and now he put out uh, assembled a team and put a lot of um, a lot of surveillance that hadn't been out there before it's pretty and big right? I mean now, it's it's a vast amount of land it's a good it's a good amount of land um there's three different uh uh houses or, or properties on that land and there's a ridge and it's all pretty fascinating stuff Skin- so skinwalker is about. the skinwalker um only in that specific area or are there sightings of it farther out than just in utah I believe the Skinwalker, there are stories of it all over. Um, in this particular area, it's pretty prevalent on that ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as other experiences, UFO experiences and all that, that I think there's a whole area, a larger area that experiences it also. Okay, and then I guess the Wendigo roams the northeastern United States and around the Great Lakes. That's like where it's most prevalently seen. Really? I'll avoid the great lakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go there. Because I don't want to get eaten. I'm good. <laughs> no. I don't want to be sorry. It'd probably be drunk half the time anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. Definitely have to be. guys well thanks for listening in to our what was supposed to be just the chupacabra story but it turned into a whole other thing and let's talk about though we'll get more in depth with um skinwalker ranch because that's a whole that's a whole show really and it's keep it it keeps developing it just keeps on growing yes yeah it is so um all right you guys well we'll talk to you guys soon and have a good night